Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, certified strength and conditioning specialist, sports nutritionist, and a certified pre- and postnatal coach with the Natty Hour. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Legion and the Natty Hour. Legion is an evidence-based supplement company that takes pride in ensuring that all products are backed by peer-reviewed scientific literature and are dosed at clinically effective levels. If you've been following me long enough, you know that I'm not one to push something that I don't believe in, especially supplements. But the fact that Legion has gone to great lengths to ensure such quality products is the reason why I have partnered up with them. If you are interested in learning more, be sure to visit legionathletics.com. You will also receive 20% off your first order if you use my code Jansen, J-A-N-Z-E-N, at checkout. Further information and links are in the show notes. Also, a huge shout out to The Natty Hour, which is my online coaching business that I run with my husband, Kyle Jansen. We exist to serve the drug-free strength and fitness community, from those who embody the discipline and determination to pursue the highest level of competition naturally, to those looking to improve their overall health and lifestyle. Our athletes range from being elite bodybuilders to the new mom looking to prioritize her health amongst a hectic schedule. Be sure to visit thenattyhour.com to learn more. Thank you so much for supporting the More Than a Physique podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode on your social media. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 89. In this episode, I want to take some time today to talk about body dysmorphia. And the reason why I wanted to take some time to talk about this is because I think a lot of people go through this much more than we often realize, even myself. And when I first realized that this was something that I wanted to talk about, at first, I was scared as hell. It was um, a very scary concept for me to actually talk about, but I recently, maybe a couple months now, I had a post where I talked about the issues that I had with body dysmorphia and I was very pleasantly surprised and actually really taken back by the number of people who not only were extremely supportive of the issues that I was explaining in the post, but as well too how they were able to relate to everything that I was talking about that they struggle with it themselves. So for those who don't know, who are wondering what the heck I am talking about here, Body dysmorphia is a condition where a person spends a lot of time worrying about flaws in their appearance, which are often unnoticeable to others. And I personally struggled with muscle dysmorphia. 
And I think this was one of the reasons why I found it a little bit challenging for me at first to just develop the courage to talk about it. And that's just because I kind of fall on the opposite end of the spectrum in comparison to what a lot of people talk about online. And what I mean by that is with muscle dysmorphia, this is typically somebody who usually believes that their bodies are too small and lack strength and lack muscle. You know, growing up my entire life, I was always told that you're too skinny. It looks like you're anorexic and you need to put some meat on those bones. And it was really crippling to me. It it really affected my self-esteem because I actually ate as much as the next person. I, I didn't have an eating disorder. I just had a really fast metabolism growing up. I played every sport under the sun. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't put any weight on. And it was really tough for me. And I, at some point when I was in university, I imagine most of you who have been listening to my podcast long enough know my story, but you know, just a quick recap here. I kind of turned things around and said, screw it. I'm going to build as much muscle as possible to kind of prove these people wrong that, hey, you know what? I'm not who they think that I am and I'm going to change my identity of how people perceive me. So I started gaining muscle. I started putting on weight and it was an amazing journey. But throughout that journey, and especially as I got into the sport of bodybuilding, I definitely started to feel like I wasn't gaining as much muscle as I could have. I wasn't gaining at an appropriate rate. And why am I not looking like some of these other people online who have a crap ton of muscle? I feel like I'm doing everything right. And that's when the muscle dysmorphia started to develop. Now, like I said, I struggle to talk about this because a lot of people who deal with body dysmorphia are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum where they wish they were a lot smaller. They wish that they were leaner. So I found it really tough for me to talk about that because it kind of felt like people would be like, oh, well, that must be nice. I wish I was smaller. I wish I had that issue. But I realized that regardless of if you wish you were smaller, if you wish you were bigger, The underlying principles are the same and we are noticing flaws within ourselves that are unnoticeable to others. So regardless of where you fall on that spectrum, I think it's important to just take the advice and take the strategies that I'm about to discuss today at face value and apply it to your particular situation versus listening to my story and thinking, oh, that must be nice. The point of this episode is for me to just share with you the strategies that I've implemented, what I have done to try to help overcome some of the issues that body dysmorphia has brought me in hopes that what I have learned along the way can hopefully help you. So before we get into that, I just want to say that I really I really don't think there are any quick tips to getting rid of body dysmorphia. This episode isn't, you know, five quick tips to help get rid of your body dysmorphia. I actually don't know how to solve the problem. I really don't. This is not my area of expertise. And I really do think that step number one is to just talk about it. 
That's what I'm doing today. I'm just talking about it. You know, what have I been through? Trying to normalize it so that way other people who are going through it don't need to feel like they are going through it alone. They don't need to go through it in silence, thinking that they're the only ones in this world who are dealing with these crippling emotions that often occur when you're dealing with body dysmorphia. If you can take one thing away from this episode, it would be to just start talking about it. Start talking about it with somebody who is supportive in your life, a family member, a friend, even a therapist. There is no shame in needing to talk to somebody who maybe doesn't know you, doesn't understand your entire story, your background. They can give you an objective opinion and assistance as needed to deal with the issue. Sometimes that's the best course of action. And if talking to somebody physically right now just seems daunting, you don't feel ready for it yet, you know, take some baby steps, bust out a journal, you know, that old school pen to paper thing that many people don't use anymore, (laughs) bust out a journal and just start writing about it. And when you do, I really do think that it's important to come from a place of compassion and curiosity. This is something that I have been doing a lot lately. When I'm experiencing a negative emotion, you know, an emotion that doesn't feel good and it's easier to just try to ignore it or mask it with false positivity and try to flip it and ignore it. Instead, I have found it to be really helpful to just kind of approach those emotions with curiosity and ask yourself like, why do I feel this way? Why am I going through this right now? And I really have found that to be such a helpful strategy with just kind of getting to the root cause of the issue and uh, being able to actually pull out that root versus just, you know, pulling it out at the uh, surface level and then the weeds keep growing back. When we take the time to actually approach those emotions that we want to get rid of, from a place of curiosity, it can be really helpful with actually getting to that root cause. Now, I also use the word compassion because a lot of us, and I'm guilty of this too, we know that when we deal with negative emotions and we're trying to uncover it, we can be very hard on ourselves. There's a lot of shame, there's a lot of guilt, sometimes name calling that comes into play, And it's just not productive. And that is often why I think it is so easy to shut down that conversation with ourselves. We say to ourselves like, oh, I'm dealing with body dysmorphia. And instead of like trying to ask yourself, okay, why am I dealing with that? And uh, being objective with analyzing that answer, maybe we say something like, oh, it's because I'm fat, I'm a slob, I'm disgusting. And Yes, you may be curious and you're answering the questions, but it's not from a place of compassion. Would you honestly say those words to your best friend? You know, if your friend is like, hey, you know what, I'm Kristen, I'm, I'm dealing with body dysmorphia right now. Why, why is that? And I looked at my friend, I'm like, oh, it's because you're disgusting, you're fat, you're a slob. I would never speak to my friend like that. And I know you wouldn't either. Most people in this world, 90% of people are good people. They're not going to speak to their best friends that way. Why do we speak to ourselves that way? It's, it's crazy if you think about it from that perspective. Curiosity and compassion goes a long ways when it comes to trying to uncover the root cause of some of these negative emotions that we're trying to mitigate. 
So number one was to start speaking about it more. Number two was to focus on uncovering things from a place of curiosity and compassion. I really do think that a helpful way to just take it to that next level if you're trying to approach these problems with curiosity and compassion is to uh, speak to yourself in the third person or even actually give yourself like an alter ego. Speak to yourself in a different name. Name yourself somebody you care about in your life and actually talk to yourself either in a third person point of view or talk to yourself with your alter ego name. And that can be a really helpful way with just changing the direction of your conversation where you can be much more compassionate when you're having these conversations with yourself. The next thing that I have found to be helpful is to focus on setting performance-based goals. This is something that I started doing at the end of 2022. I have been extremely focused on aesthetics-based goals for years. You know, my goal was to get up on the bodybuilding stage, try to get my pro card, and just focus on maximizing my physique. And while that's still my goal, I have really taken a back seat when it comes to obsessing over that goal day in and day out. And a helpful thing that I have been implementing is setting performance-based goals. So with performance-based goals for me, it's where I just set a mini goal for myself each month. And I try to focus on something that has nothing to do with aesthetics, but instead I'm just focusing on some sort of training regimen that's fun and challenging from a physical standpoint and a mental standpoint. So my first performance-based goal was in November of 2022, and the goal for that month was to just try to see what my 1RM could be for bench press. It was so much fun because it gave me something else to focus on that had nothing to do with bodybuilding because bench press really isn't the uh, most optimal movement pattern that I can implement if I want to maximize pectoral hypertrophy. It's just kind of an ego thing to see, hey, how much can I lift for my 1RM bench press? And that's just kind of what started it. And it snowballed from there where the next goal was a pull-up challenge, seeing how many pull-ups I can do in one set. Then I moved on to sprints. Um, the sprint challenge was the most challenging one for me from a mental standpoint. And the reason for that is because I used to love sprinting when I was a lot younger, but after I ruptured my Achilles tendon, the idea of doing fast paced sprinting again really wasn't in the cards for me just because, you know, a lot of ballistic movements like that, explosive movements like that can increase my risk of re-injury. And I was really scared, but I overcame that fear. So Setting these performance-based goals has just been such a helpful way to focus on something other than my body. It's more so just focusing on what I can do mentally and what I can do from a performance standpoint versus an aesthetic standpoint. So that might be something worth considering for yourself. I mean, that's not to say that you have to let go of your aesthetics-based goals, but when we are so hyper-fixated on it, it can be very crippling at times when, you know, maybe life throws us a curveballs and it throws us off course. It can be very crippling at times when all we are doing is just focusing on that and we're not having as much fun with our training. You know, the enjoyment kind of is taken out of it. So ask yourself, like, what can you do differently 
when it comes to your training, maybe try training and fueling your body to perform versus focusing so much on the aesthetics and what you look like. And often I have found is that when we focus on training and fueling our body for performance, those aesthetics-based goals that we are trying to accomplish, they often follow. They are often a byproduct. So ask yourself, what can you do differently if needed? Maybe prepping down for a powerlifting meet or training for a 10K run, seeing how many pull-ups you can do, whatever the case may be, focusing on something a little bit more performance-based can help take that focus off your overall appearance. And then the final thing that has been very helpful for me is just taking the time to appreciate how far I have come. I have spent so many years just focusing on other people, on social media, all of these unrealistic physiques that I desperately wanted to look like. And there was some point last year, like in the middle of my prep, when I was prepping down for my bodybuilding show, where it just kind of clicked for me that I'm never going to look like these people, nor should I want to look like these people. You know, everybody is just so different. And having that level of acceptance that, hey, this is what, this is, this is what it is. This is what I'm going to get. It was incredibly freeing for me. It was almost like this moment where it was like a light switch that went off that I just flicked on where it's like, hey, this is you. And not focusing on wanting to be like somebody else, it was really helpful for me. So I think, you know, a practical piece of advice that might be helpful for people with that situation is to uh, not be afraid to kind of let go of uh, some of these people that you're putting up on a pedestal. And uh, at times it can be really helpful to just unfollow specific accounts that you may feel like you're comparing yourself to constantly. I do think that it's helpful to, uh, you know, look to others for ways to generate inspiration. But when you find that you're looking up to other people and it's making you feel bad about yourself, it's often at that point in time where it might be worth considering to let go of that specific individual. And that way you can focus on yourself. At the end of the day, just because other people look good, that doesn't mean you don't. When we get caught up in admiring how someone looks, you know, I I really do think that we have three choices. We can get upset that we don't look like that and put ourselves down, do everything we can to look and be like that person, or number three, let it inspire us to chase our best self. And for so many years, I chose the second option, doing everything that I could to look like that specific individual you know when I first started lifting weights there was so many female bodybuilders that I wanted to look like and at the time I would always let it motivate me to just push myself to train hard and push my limits and I did find it helpful in the beginning but at times I would feel discouraged because I could never just truly get myself to look like these individuals And like I said, it wasn't until sometime last year that I realized that that's never going to happen. And while these individuals may look absolutely amazing, that doesn't mean that I don't. Once I started to chase Kristen's true potential versus somebody else's, 
that's where I reached just a true level of self-love that I just never knew existed. And it feels really amazing to let go of trying to chase what somebody else's body looked like and instead chase my own. Because at the end of the day, I think letting someone else inspire you to chase your own greatness can be a very strategic goal, but don't stay stuck in option number two. Chase that third option and focus on you. Let others inspire you so you can chase your best self. And I really do think that constantly reminding yourself of that and having these conversations with yourself is a really good start. If you're dealing with body dysmorphia, like I said, I don't have the answers of how to get rid of it, but I do know that these things have been very helpful for me. It's an amazing feeling to uh, just accept myself for who I am. I'm finally at a place right now where I realize, hey, you know what? I'm a tinier person. I'm never going to be the most jacked female in the room. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with constantly pushing myself to be better, to chase a better physique, to chase better performance, while as well too just accepting myself and being completely proud of the person that I am. And I hope you take the time here to recognize that you are just perfect the way that you are. And that is it for this episode. I really do hope that you found it to be helpful. If you did, as a thank you to me, please share this episode on your social media so that way we can try to help other people the way this episode helped you. As well too, it would mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave the podcast a review, regardless if you're listening on Apple Music or Spotify, by you leaving a five-star review, that's what helps this podcast to grow and it would mean the world to me. So thank you all so much for listening. I look forward to chatting with you all again very soon, but until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.